Hello. Hello. Hi. Uh, welcome to Environmental Podcast with the founders of Dandelion Branding. I am Av, and my co-host is Courtney. And this is our podcast. Mm-hmm. On this podcast, we interview different entrepreneurs who are focused on creating sustainable businesses in some way. And today we are joined by Francis Dierick, who is the founder of Chalk Rebels. Thank you so much for being here. Hi there. Thanks you. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. Good to be here. Yeah. So tell us about Chalk Rebels. I, I want to better understand the product and, and what it is that you guys are doing. Yeah, sure. So uh, Chalk Rebels is um, essentially chalk and skincare uh, for climbers. Right. And for the non-climbers out there, uh, chalk, that's the white powder that you see climbers used, essentially keep your hands dry. And I think no one cares as much about friction and keeping the hands dry for obvious reasons as climbers. And <laughs> so what we call chalk actually is magnesium carbon. And we produce, um, we try to produce chalk in a more sustainable way, essentially. So that's kind of the core of what we do is chalk for climbers yeah and we met at the one percent for the planet uh meetup in amsterdam uh and i'm also a climber so we were like (laughs) kind of batting back and forth um there are a lot of questions for you and then i said i'll just have you on environmental because i didn't even know so like my whole world is around sustainability right and you think when you live in the sustainability world that you have every part of your life in a sustain a sustainable way and then you were like yeah your chalk is mind and that's kind of shit it blew my mind so yeah so tell us a little bit about how you learned that how you got into it yeah so so i've been climbing for a long time and well i mean we actually started chalk rebels in um during covid more or less and it grew out of really frustration for me because I couldn't find like a good alternative to chalk. I knew it was not the best for the rocks and uh, and there's actually an alternative which is liquid chalk. Yeah. Which is essentially like a paste that you put on your fingers and there's still magnesium carbonate in there and that's actually a lot better for uh, for the rocks. Causes less dust, causes less traces and so forth. But at the time there was just no good liquid chalk on the market. It was just all this kind of garbage, imported garbage. And so we decided to create our own formula. And that was actually our first product. We learned about how chalk is produced. So most of it is uh, mined. Uh, most of it actually comes from China. About 80% of chalk comes from China. Um, but there are two ways to make chalk. You can either mine it or you can synthesize it out of seawater. That's what we do. It's called seawater-based chalk. And then you sidestep the whole mining process. And essentially what we do is we take the waste product of desalination plants and extract the minerals out of that. And that is the basis for all of our chalk. That's um, how we get started. And now we do that in both liquid form. Yeah, it's really cool. How was that discovered that the, that the waste product of desalination could be used in this way? Oh, that's actually a pretty old invention. It's not nothing really exceptional. I think it's from the 70s. And it's essentially, if you source magnesium carbonate, there's 
essentially two sources, industrial sources. Um, and there are what we call pharma quality or uh, food quality, food grade magnesium carbon, because magnesium carbon is also very common food additive. So when your source needs to be extra clean, then essentially it is this type of synthesized chalk. And that's what we use as the basis for our product. So instead of going for the cheaper version, we choose to use the, the synthesized version essentially. Wow. And so we did a kind of a, an Indiegogo campaign to switch to that, kind of first for the liquid chalk, and then we did another small campaign to kind of um, yeah, move to chalk powder. For us, it's always really important to um, kind of own the formula, own the own the whole thing, and not just import something. Mm-hmm. So everything is um, produced, our formulas and everything over here in Europe. Super cool. And you mentioned that part of it is because it's mined and the other part of it is because it's better for the mountain. Uh, It's better for the rock itself. And so that's a kind of, yeah, that's an interesting intersection you're sitting at. So now it's time for us to ask our favorite question, which is about the role that you play in the transition to a more sustainable future. But before we get into that, I'm going to ask our audience, if you like this content and you really love the inspirational guests that we have on Environmental, please like and subscribe. We show up every first and third Wednesday of the month. So what is the role that, you, that you're playing in this intersection between taking care of the mountains you're climbing and the mountains that, are being, that are, you're mining, or not mining, rather? For us as a company, it's really important to start from the product, so really um, try to, to create a better product at the core. So, um, that is, yeah, that's why we switched to this, to this new method of, um, production, production chalk, because I think being completely sustainable is actually not possible. No matter what you do, you're always going to, um, damage and to offset that we kind of, we're number of 1% for the planet. That's, that's how we met, right? Um, I actually think we probably should do a lot more than that. And in a way also. We're trying to inspire the industry to, to essentially switch to this process. Besides um, being a little bit more expensive, actually the product is better. My hope is everybody switches to this essentially. Magnesium carbonates from the mine sources that that be used by the steel industry or whatever, but not by climbers. So that's kind of, and we're working with brands to, to make this happen. They switch to, yeah, to this way of producing chalk and we kind of rent out our expertise in producing and blending and you know, purifying and everything in the production. So that's kind of... Wow, that's a big job. There's a lot of chalk brands out there. <laughs> it's crazy how much chalk climbers use, actually. It's also crazy how um, the difference in the amount of magnesium carbonate used in liquid chalk versus uh, chalk powder getting really technical here <laughs> for, the, for the really climbers out there. It's, it's like, yeah, it's at least an order of magnitude more. For the powder... Yeah, 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 definitely. It's uh, we actually would like climbers to use less chalk. You know, like on our packaging, we say less chalk, more grip, um, because we really think, yeah, on the one hand, climbers are not going to stop using chalk. It's part of our culture, and if you do, then I would rather you buy from a good source. And maybe we can we can do something back. You know, member of one percent for the planet. We try to um, to give back to the climate community essentially. So that's kind of. Help. We have some more things planned. I didn't know that um, powder versus the it is a lot. Well, it makes sense because if you're using powder, you're always reaching back into your bag. So I guess the 
paste. Right. There's a yeah. There's a lot more waste. So essentially, in like um, the tube of chalk, there's about thirty grams of uh, chalk in there. Okay. Um, uh, and I think a tube of liquid chalk will last you a lot, lot longer than the thirty grams you would put in your chalk bag. That's gone in like no time. But with liquid chalk, it would last a lot longer. Um, of course, it's not a perfect product. So no. Does it just last longer on your hands? Yeah. It's uh, application is butter. It's a thinner layer on your hands. If you apply chalk, you want to use you don't want to use a lot of chalk. You want to use a thin layer of chalk on your hands, just enough. You have good friction, but no more. And you don't need tons of chalk. Maybe another way of switch, like making the world more sustainable is pointing this out to members that you don't need tons of chalk. Um, use it correctly and be reasonable, essentially. That's kind of for it to be a voice of reason. Yeah, I see like c- content about the optimal use of chalk in your future, how much to actually put on when you're climbing. I get I'm not a not a climber, so I you mentioned that that about the I guess the safety of using chalk on the rock. Like is there any detrimental effect for using chalk on rock like traditional? There are studies yeah, there are studies showing that there's definitely an effect effect on the environment. Um, it's it's yeah, it definitely has a detrimental effect all on, on both like our plants and animals in the neighborhood for sure. Um, is that a huge effect? Is that the biggest problem in the world? Probably not. And then in terms of uh, human health, um, there it's kind of a similar story. It's the nicest thing you have running those. You're in a like very dusty gym. It's not good for your health, right? But it's not going to give you cancer because the particles are essentially too big to have long-term effects. But it is still not very, you know, if anybody has been to like a climbing competition, you know, at a climbing gym. Yeah, it's really cool. You have running nose. It's kind of, um, yeah, we cannot say using chocolate is the best invention. <laughs> For climbers, right? It's a habit, and climbers use it really, I think, in a large extent to boost confidence out of habit or positions more or less. Okay, if you're going to use it, mm-hmm. use it in moderation, use it reasonably, and uh, yeah, try to check from a good source. Yeah, that makes sense. It does make sense, especially I feel I feel really called out about using chalk for confidence because. It, it does. You look at a route and you think, you know, I can do that one. And then if it looks hard or if it's above the grade that you're always comfortable at, that you're always sending, then you're like, let me get some chalk just to make sure, you know, and then it is part of the habit. It is part of the culture. And I've never thought about it in terms of changing that habit from a sustainability standpoint. That's totally fascinating. Yeah, you can really you can really say it's it's a habit and climbers, yeah. Especially in bouldering, it's really a habit to chalk up and again and again and you brush it. It's a ritual, right? And yeah, you can, most climbers can actually use a lot less chalk than what they think. And also look look for alternatives because it's really dependent on like your own skin type as well. We can give recommendations for different skin types. What to do when, um, because I have, I have, for example, reasonably dry skin. So when I started chocolate, I was like, yeah, we're not going to have to use chalk at all anymore because I can just use it. Turns out that's just me, right? There are people who are 
very sweaty and they, yeah, they count. Interesting. Climb five meters without their hands becoming all sweaty again. So it really does depend on your, your skin type. But of course, if you see all everyone climbing with lots and lots of chalk, all the professional time, even though you have a dry skin type, maybe you will chalk up a little more just to have the confidence because you copy behave. Whereas maybe, you know, we can just use a little bit and be reasonable about it, trying to spread. Yeah. How do you change someone's habit like this? It's such an easy, it's, 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 on, it's right behind you. It's on your butt. What do you think is the most effective way you've seen to change this habit for people? challenge people to try to climb without mm. it um, I think mostly informing people about the different skin types and, and people don't really realize the kind of skin they have so we're trying to communicate a little bit about that and explain people about that uh, and also maybe you know the way to change a habit is to replace it with another one I uh, mostly like try to dry my, my, my hands on my pads or t-shirt or something um, only kind of apply a little bit of liquid chalk on the start. And I think a replacement habit would be the best, but the perfect Plus, it's very different for uh, for every person. You have different kinds of chalk, and climbers are obsessed about friction, about you know, just kind of things. So. But you also offer like repair kits and skincare as like as a way for people to take care of their hands afterwards. So maybe it's almost like. That would be an easier sell for people. It's like rather than just immediately telling them that they need to change their habit of using less chalk, it's like, let's take care of your hands first. And then maybe it'd be an easier sell to be like, and let's take a look at how much chalk we're using. Yeah, I think it's, 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 it's you have to start a conversation about that. Engage people with that. Yeah, we have like a full product lineup. And it's true that, for example, in the skincare part, I think the, the, the two biggest misconceptions for like most climbers are one, I need more chalk. Definitely don't want to do the dishes because that's gonna really make my hands weak on I need my hands need to be like dry and tough and hard and to be like a strong climber. Whereas that's totally not true. You need to have skin that is well hydrated, that is flexible. Because if it's not, you're just gonna damage it. You're gonna have flappers and so I think that's another in like in the skincare parts, flowers underhydrate their skin, like overchalk. And that causes all kinds of skin problems. So Yeah, you see climbers with, you know, their fingers taped because they're bleeding, right? But and yeah, they don't want to use lotion, they don't wanna take care or everybody knows you need to just super glue this shut, right? That's that's what the pros do. Right? <laughs> that's exactly what's yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's Super glue it, take let's go. Yeah, that's it, of course. But maybe, you know, you should stop before that. Actually, hydrate your skin, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. And then maybe the maybe the pros should come out and say, actually, we take really good care of our hands. They do. They take really good care of their hands. But they're professionals. They do this, you know, five, six hours a day. You You know, if you're not a professional climber, you don't need to have the the tape and the super glue, right? Maybe if you're bleeding, it's not to stop. That's a good point. I I know a few people that would be difficult to to convince of that one, though. That's that's like a badge of honor, right? 
Yeah, and plus, you know, they've been guilty of that as well. You're on a climbing trip, and your skin is all, right. you know, all messed up, and you're on the project, and of course you want to continue. And, and the, like around your nails, and I think like that's a that's part, you know, part I think that needs the most repair is the, around the fingernails, and I think you guys offer a lot of products for that as well. So we have um, like a repair balm, beeswax-based repair balm. We also have a vegan version. Essentially, the message is, is really hydrate your skin afterwards. Have a, I think it's really nice and obtrusive. And put it on at night, and your skin will recover a lot faster, essentially. Um, That's great. Um, so, it's about yeah. time for me to get new chalk. So definitely, it really is. And so I'm definitely switching to chalk rebels. I heard about this one. <laughs> chalk rebels, I think it was called. I know a good brand, you know. Um, yeah. So tell us how people can find you and, uh, how they can connect with you and how they can get your product. So, yeah. So, um, Chalk Rebels is just chalkrebels.com, right? You can find out all the products there. You can also find it in um, some gyms over here in Europe and follow us on Instagram. Mostly that's our, uh, our main and honestly only social media channel. We're a tiny little company. So that's, that's all we have bandwidth for Instagram. Anyway, climbers are just on Instagram and Instagram and TikTok. That's it. That's uh, visit the website and uh, follow us on Instagram. Essentially, chalk underscore rebels on Instagram and chalkrebels.com. Great, and we will include those both in the show notes and in the blog article uh, attached to this, so you will definitely be able to find Chalk Rebels. Thank you so much for joining us, Francis. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, thank you for having me. Oh, yeah, wish you all the best. Okay. And the excellent climbing odd. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. See everybody next time. Thank you. And thank you everyone for watching. I really appreciate it.